0: This is the Old Trailblazer Broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Algiers. <clears throat> but this is the Old Trailblazer Broadcast. We've been here now on some of these great radio stations for many, many months and years. And uh, we're coming back again with another study uh, on the Antichrist Bible, it's been called, also the RSV, Revised Standard Version Bible. And we've been attempting to show you the era of the those things that are that are wrong in this uh, translation, they call it. And we're looking at uh, how that this group of folks uh, tried to advertise or uh, have an advertising campaign for this Antichrist Bible, thinking that most of all of the Protestant churches would accept it gladly. But do you see, my friend, how, how this ridiculous situation was created in the Protestant world where intelligent men were supposed to settle their own uh, position on everything in the light of evidence and information. Yet, when it came to the most important thing, listen, Satan pulled one of the most clever tricks on our people through, his, through this modernistic group. And listen, uh, I wish you'd listen. I want to come back into our study this time. And you may want to ask the question, why? Why did this group of scholars, modernistic scholars, use this message uh, in order to get folks to accept this Bible? This uh, 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 translation, as they call it, they worked on the presumption that with one bold stroke, probably they could displace the King James translation and install their Bible in all the places of high learning the seminaries, the Bible schools, churches sufficiently for them to get a permanent hold. And they did, they succeeded. Secondly, this is exactly the way Satan puts over his propaganda, everywhere he moves, through prominent religious leaders, their followers, blind following the blind, others who are afraid to stand out against them on account of their influence and prestige. My friend, just because a prominent person is a leader in a religious or a civic activities, it doesn't mean that all that person knows that that uh, that uh, it doesn't mean at all that that person knows everything about god, not knows ever about everything about anything, according to first corinthians one twenty one we read the world by wisdom knew not god also first corinthians two fourteen the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. The spirit of the Antichrist, which is the spirit of Satan, intimidates the individual to cause him to follow the crowd. Now, my friend, this is just exactly what happens day by day. We are we are so foolish, many of us are followers, like they, like they used to have the... the uh, the old ram that the sheep followed to the slaughter, he would lead them down to the path of the slaughterhouse, and then they would pull him off on the side, and all the other sheep had followed him right there to the slaughter pen. But listen to John 5:43. I am come in my Father's name, and ye receive me not. Now, that's one of the most heart-wrenching verses in God's Word. I am come. The Lord Jesus Christ said, I am come in my Father's name, and ye receive me not. Did you know it's that way now, my friend? We bring you God's message. Faithful, true pastors bring God's message. Folks won't have it. No, they won't have it. But listen to the rest of that verse. If another, if another, and I insert Antichrist there. If the Antichrist shall come in his own name, him ye will receive. This is a great prophetic verse, my friend. How can you believe which receive honor one of another? And seek not the honor that cometh from God only. When a poor old awakened sinner is afraid of his friends or loved ones or those in authority over him as to what they should think or say about him, he will never get saved in that conviction. Now you say, Trailblazer, Pastor, I've heard you make that statement before about an awakened sinner. Will you just tell me what that means? I don't have any idea what that means. Well, just let me tell you. Let me give you just a word here. It won't take but a moment. <clears throat> According to God's word, You and I, every man, woman, boy, and girl that comes into this world is a son of Satan, bound up in sin. We inherit the sin of our father, Adam, and we are sinners, sinners by birth, sinners by God's decree, sinners by choice. The Bible said there's none righteous, no, not one. That makes us a sinner. But we're also blinded to our lost condition. How many of those you know, whom you know and I know are walking around today blind Blind, blind! They don't know what. They don't know that they're lost. But listen, one day the Lord awakened the old trailblazer, sent the light of the Holy Spirit to awaken me, to shine the light into my heart, and let me see that I was a sinner. That's what we call an awakened sinner. Oh, listen! But an awakened sinner who's afraid of those who uh, have authority over. Maybe it's his pastor there, and the Lord has dealt with his heart and lets him know like he did me that day, that time, that puts time in my life. And I was, I was intimidated by a high-rolling preacher, but the Lord gave me grace. And listen, listen now, because that in the spirit of the Antichrist, those things makes him fear to stand out, and, to, and listen, and then they seek honor that cometh one from another. No sinner ever gets saved until he come to the place that he does not care what others say about him. Think about him or feel about him. Let me just mention here, my friend, I tell my folks here, we have folks here who are lost, won't come to Christ. They're afraid. They're timid because of what Mo and Paul say or whatever. But let me tell you something, my friend. In the message I brought last night here in our service, I mentioned that all that you have, all the prestige that you have, all this society and notoriety that you have, all of your 401ks, all of your stocks and bonds, all of your lands and houses and barns, when that when that breath begins to leave your body, when the blood in your throat begins to gurgle because you're you're dying, those things won't mean one thing, my friend. What does it matter what folks think about you if you're a lost sinner? Lo, oh, listen. His one thought should be. I want Christ and him alone. So it's among religious leaders. They con- so it is among religious leaders. They cannot be led of the Spirit of the Lord until they come to the place where they are not afraid to stand out against every individual and take a stand on the side of truth. We hear. We hear at Radio Mission. We here at the Bible and Bookstore where we have a gracious bookstore and we sell only the King James Version of the Bible. And we have these, these uh, so-called preachers come in with their coat turned, collar turned around and all the gold hanging around their necks and a ring on every finger. And they have the air of supremacy and they say, uh, I'd like to see one of your uh, uh, living Bibles, please. Or one of your NIV New International Version Bible, please. And the clerk says, "Well, my my, I'm sorry, we don't we don't sell those." What? You don't sell them? My pastor, my bishop said for me not to use anything but those things. But my friend, I mentioned in the last study or two that because of those calls and because of the insults that we get, I have put together this little pamphlet on notes on Bible versions, setting forth the error. Of those Bibles, the NIV Bible and the uh, the uh, Living Bible. Oh, my friend, in the Living Bible, maybe you didn't hear my example. In the Living Bible, which is very popular, there's a King James for 1827. There's a scripture that says it's been mis- mis- it's been perverted, and now it reads, "Perhaps he's talking to someone, or else he is out." Sitting on the toilet, I wish you'd go there and look up your King James Version and see what that verse says in the King James Version. First Kings eighteen twenty-seven, and see the perversion. That's just one little instance, my friend. Oh, but these preachers come in here. And also, church members, they say, my pastor told me to come get a living Bible. My pastor told me to come get uh, the uh, Afri- African-American women Bible. They told me to come get this new Bible they call Resolve or Revolve. Now, have you seen that one, my friend? It's a Bible fashioned after the fashions of this world where they have young women clad in scantily clothes. And they have the scriptures, inscriptions under them and those things. But listen, they say it's to hold the young people. Well, i tell you one thing. I tell my folks here, if the gospel won't hold you, nothing will, my friend. No, sir. Those folks are afraid of their reputation. That pastor, that pastor who sends those folks in here, they're afraid to stand up and make a bold statement and say, listen, my folks, listen, my congregation. The Lord has shown me that all those translations are garbage. They belong on the garbage heap. You go get yourself a good, authorized King James version of the Bible over there at the Radio Bible and Bookstore here in New Orleans. But no, they're not willing to stand out. And if need be, stand for the truth of God's Word. They don't want to be questioned, no. And it's in the spirit of the Antichrist. It is the spirit of the Antichrist that dominates and leads and controls these folks who put this Bible together. This group of evolutionists hate God's Word, will not accept, Christ as the Son of God, the Sinner substitute. We have shown you clearly and plainly what modern is to, modernism is today. It's a simple rejection of the Son of God as deity on the one hand and, defi- and deifying the, of man as God on the other hand. And we'll get into that in our next study. Our time is running out. We'll look at modernism there, what it says. But I wish, you'd, I wish you folks would pray for the old trailblazer. I know we are taking a stand against the world. I know that unless the Lord takes a hold and opens one heart, one here, one over there, there won't be anybody touched by these little old messages that I'm bringing you. But they're God's message. They're God's truths, my friend. The old trailblazer is not a learned scholar. No, sir. I'm just a poor old country boy the Lord raised up and saved and put me here to preach the gospel. I'll just give you a little incident. A man called me, wrote me. We have a voice, we have a broadcast here called The Voice of Truth. And this man wrote me and he said, since you're the voice of truth. And you could just smell the the, the message reeking with sarcasm. He said, since, since you're the voice of truth. Would you answer a question for me? Since you're the voice of truth. He said, I'd like to know who Cain's wife was. Can you tell me who Cain's wife was? And, uh. He went on to say that he would give me this title, all my hundred degrees he had in theology, with a Ph.D. pending. And I wrote him back. I said, "Mister, I don't usually answer your kind of letters, but I said my dad told me when I was a child, a boy, that a damn fool could ask a question that a smart man couldn't answer. Now that's right, that's right. But I said I will, I will answer your question." I will. Any any, uh, ignoramus knows that his wife was his sister. But let me tell you something, my friend. I don't have a M.D. or a T.H.D. or none of those things. And I sure don't have a P.H.D. pending. But I have what the Lord has taught me by the Holy Spirit's work. That man is a sinner. That's what you are. And if you never see yourself in all your pride and all your sarcasm, of running a poor old country boy down trying to make a fool out of him, you'll just have to go to hell for your trouble. Now, my friend, I don't, I don't answer those kind of letters. Very seldom I ever do. man wrote me the other day and said, Preacher, Trailblazer, you ought to be ashamed of taking those people's money. Why don't you preach John 3.16? And I told him, I said, My friend, let me just enlighten you a little bit. I'm the pastor here at Radio Missions. I've been here for eight or th- eight or nine years. I do not draw one penny, not one nickel of salary from this ministry. Never have, and never will. The Lord supplies my needs. It just shows you skin in your ignorance. And I do preach John 3:16, but I do preach John 3:17. You go read it in John 3:18 and John 3:19, and, and then and then quite quit making a fool of yourself. But listen, folks, this is God's word. I'm bringing you. Thus saith the Lord day by day. The old trailblazer is being true to your soul. I wish you'd sit down and write me. Would you do that? My mailing address is the old trailblazer, post office box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785, and my website, radiomissions.org. This is Pastor Albert Pindar was saying, uh, may the Lord's richest blessing rest upon you. Help me with the broadcast, if you will. Until next time, goodbye, and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis reminds you, our Radio Missions Internet radio station offers music, current old Trailblazer broadcasts, current Voice of Truth broadcasts, classic sermons and more, 24 hours a day. For information on how to listen to Radio Missions Internet radio, visit our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org.